Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the creators of the F3 formula. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 10 biggest mistakes people make over Christmas and how to avoid them. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So, what does your Christmas day look like? Why don't we uh, start there? My Christmas day, I, I I tried to get two Christmas days in, but I, the logistics wouldn't work out. So I wanted to wake up, go to like my parents' house, eat their Christmas dinner, go to my girlfriend's parents' house, eat their Christmas dinner, but it's not going to work out. So basically, I'm going to go and open my presents with my mum and dad at their house, mm-hmm. um, give them their presents. Then eat lunch. Actually, wait, wait. Ideally, I'd like to go on a bike ride in the morning. A bike ride or a run would be ideal. Get me going. Then I'll have breakfast. Then I'll have lunch. Then probably sit down and watch TV all day. And that's it. (laughs) I I guess I've got to go and see my girlfriend at some point. I don't know. I guess I should, but... This is complicated now. I haven't figured out the logistics. I know, yeah. It's really complicated. It was complicated when I with my ex-girlfriend from years ago, because she her birthday was Christmas Day, so that was also a complicated Christmas Day. So I remember mm. being at her house in the morning, doing present there. Then I've got all the techniques. Stay there, but then go back home for lunch. That's the way I did that one. But you wouldn't be able to do your cycle. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. <laughs> but um, for me, I think I'm going to my aunt's, which should be fun. Always a uh, always interesting I don't think there's any I don't know if there's any grandparents there this year I think, I think my one of my grandmas will be there who's 85 can still touch her toes but yeah we usually go there we usually do drinks first at our, at our neighbours but our neighbours have moved so they're not actually our neighbours anymore and then then go to my aunt's for like two or three have dinner chill there for a bit do presents and then come back home and maybe watch some TV super exciting like you were saying yeah don't have family to stay <laughs> I think that my parents figured that one out quite soon. Yeah, have you ever I've been never to, stay had to stay? You ne- you never done that. Never. I remember visiting my grandparents when I was like maybe four, and just getting in tons and tons of trouble for all the time for my granddad for like touching the VCR and trying to play with everything. <laughs> so I don't think we ever did it again. Actually, I think I've completely forgotten this. I always used to go to my grandpa's house every Christmas I've forgotten that that even happened uh, until he while he was alive we just all the whole family everybody would all go around to his house and just do Christmas dinner at my grandpa's house because he had a massive farmhouse so yeah that sounds fun I forgot that was even a thing completely forgot <laughs> I guess it's been it's been about 10 years since we did that but that was good that used to be really good now you've got the grown up like you and your sister grown up Mm. their parents don't want too much hassle Christmas exactly I think we actually opened our presents last year on Boxing Day because we just were like woke up too late it's just it's not quite the same is it when you're growing up but there you go I'm sure it's fun again when you have kids I think then it gets like super exciting again did you used yeah. to wake up really early for Christmas I don't Ever. think I really did I think my sister used to wake <laughs> up first because she was She's the one that gets really excited about Christmas Day, runs downstairs, wants to open all the presents and all of that. And I've just kind of, 
I find it always. I find opening presents very awkward. I don't enjoy (laughs) it. I find it straight like because you they're all looking at you like, what do you think of it? And you're you're just like, oh great, a uh, a mug, thanks. (laughs) And every present you have to say it's good, basically. Well, I do. I don't. I've never told anyone that their gift is rubbish. Usually it's good. I don't think I've ever really had many rubbish gifts, to be honest. I think occasionally I've been like, I don't really need this if it's my parents who bought it and I know that they won't mind, like, they'll just take it back. But yeah, very rarely. There is that whole thing of like, yay. I remember some really embarrassing moments as a child, like getting really upset because I hadn't got a PlayStation game for Christmas or something like that. <laughs> it's still embarrassing thinking about it now. Mm. And then I think one year I got really upset about it and then my mum went and found one that she bought for me that she, I don't know why I didn't get it that day. <laughs> then I felt even more terrible. She gave me like some really random game as well. What was that one with the boat? Do you remember that on the PlayStation? Wave Racer. So, yeah, something like that. Someone like, like that. <laughs> I was still pleased because I got a PlayStation game, but I felt so guilty. So anyway, that's our Christmas days now. But we're going to try and help people here. What's what's We're going to go through the 10 biggest mistakes people make over Christmas. Some of them are kind of funny, but what's your what's your number one mistake? I think the biggest mistake you can make at Christmas would be any attempt to cut down on the amount of Christmas dinner you get in order to, you know, minimize any weight gain over Christmas. The, the reality is Christmas dinner is a very healthy meal. You've got the protein, you've got turkey, you've got tons of vegetables you've got good carbs you've got potatoes so christmas dinner i think my advice would be don't try and avoid christmas dinner eat eat as much christmas dinner as you want the thing you want to do is fill yourself up so much on christmas dinner that when it comes to all the chocolates and stuff you're like i'm really full maybe not that would be that would be my key enjoy christmas dinner because it's the highest quality food you're going to get all christmas yeah that's very true and I think it was it on the retreat. Some people were saying that they don't have turkey. They have like beef or maybe even chicken. I don't know. I think so that's some very people strange. have other, other things, but we, we always have turkey as well. If you're not eating turkey on Christmas Day, I don't you know what, don't know what <laughs> you you're don't doing. get it. If you're having ham or something. It's just oh yeah, some correct. people do ham. That's carvery right. then. <laughs> you just mm. go down the carvery, go down Toby carvery. No, it's got to be turkey. Pretty, I actually quite like ham, but yeah, turkey is main the main thing. I like ham. So you, I feel like that's what you should have on Boxing Day if you're going to do that. Have ham on Boxing Day or something. Have it on a different day. But you got to have a turkey on Christmas <laughs> Day. <laughs> Either way, if you have some meat and veg and a few potatoes and things like that, it's not you're not going to get fat on that. Like No one's ever got fat from eating that kind of food. Even like pigs on blankets are not that bad in the grand scheme of things, are they? Like... I mean, no. the number two biggest mistake we've got kind of ties into this. Why don't, why don't we jump onto that one? So why is it that Christmas dinner you can actually have loads of and what is, what's the other thing? What should you really be avoiding? So I'd say the thing to avoid would be the, uh, the treats mainly. So when I say treats, most people, this comes down to chocolate. There's not many grown women, like the women, women we work with who like, want to eat like Haribo sweets and stuff. It's usually chocolate. It's usually chocolate. It's usually cakes, that kind of stuff. So if you just load up on those and load up on alcohol at the same time, that's when you're going to do some real damage. If you if you really want to gain weight at Christmas, just eat only chocolate. Just eat chocolates, biscuits, um, and drink loads of alcohol. That would be my recommendation. If you 
want to be as healthy as you can, have as much veg as you can with your Christmas dinner. Um, I was thinking, maybe we, I was, when you said nobody has ever gained weight eating that kind of food, I was thinking, I reckon if you had a diet, if we created our own diet plan now, which is just Christmas the dinner, Christmas dinner every, diet. Day, <laughs> every day of the year you have Christmas dinner, I reckon a lot of people would see results with that. You can have, Especially you can if you Christmas limit, dinner. like, as long as you don't make, like, the gravy absolutely ridiculous and, like, you eat, like, six Yorkshire puddings and six pigs in blankets. Yeah. As long as you actually have, like, the most, most of it's turkey and a few roast potatoes, not a crazy amount. I mean, there's a reason that there's the, the whole phrase, there's, there's meat and two veg, where mm. that, that is a thing. It's good advice. If you're getting your meat, if pe- most people are getting their meat and two veg every day, they get they probably get the right amount of protein in. And they're getting some good vitamins and minerals. I, I bet the amount of people who don't even get that in a day. There's so many people who just... This is this is true of everything, though. I, when I talk to people and they kind of say, I don't really eat main meals. They try and cut the main meals down because they don't want to eat a big portion because they think that's going to make them gain weight. And they end up grazing throughout the day on, like, chocolate bars, crisps, cookies, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The reason people are fat now and they didn't used to be is fat like on, on, on average as our population mm. only recently people got fatter and a lot of people are not eat, stopping to eat proper meals they're grabbing something rubbish like a little salad or maybe nothing like you said and then they're eating a muffin or a piece of banana cake from Starbucks or any of this processed sugary buttery brownie or biscuits like all that stuff like probably four biscuits has the same amount of calories in this someone's average Christmas dinner Maybe six biscuits, but you can eat those in like 30 seconds. And um, I think the mistake people make is they have that little meal, that salad or whatever, and then they get to the point in the day where their energy level starts to dip, and non-surprisingly, because they had like a 200-calorie salad for their lunch, and they're like, oh, my energy's dipping. I always run out of energy, so I need some sugar. Mm. People always say this, I need my sugar boost mid-afternoon to get my energy levels back up. Sugar boost is an absolute... That's that's probably my least favorite... uh, Every time I read that, I want to smash my head into the table. But I do understand why people are saying it. But at the same time, when you eat a real diet with real meals or real real food, you don't. There's no point in the day where I need a sugar boost. Ever. No. And every time I eat it, I feel terrible. Like I, I get a tiny. I don't really get any boost, and then I feel terrible because my blood sugar has gone down. So yeah, sorry I interrupted you, but I just, (laughs) I can't. It drives me mad when people say I just. I can't stop eating cakes or biscuits because I need that sugar boost in the afternoon. And as you said, it's because oh, they're just... not eating real meals. I know. Um, but if if someone was to say, what what should they do with the treats? What The advice I would give would be just be more generous this Christmas. Every time you're thinking about, you know, have, your, have that little piece of chocolate that you want, but then go and share them around and say, offer them to everybody and say, do you want one? Do you want one? Do you want one? So that they go down like six times more quickly. The key is what you want to do is get rid of all the treats so that by the time you get to Boxing Day or the day after, there's none left. Because the, the danger is when you have all of the chocolate and stuff piled up, like, oh, Christmas Day's over, but we've got this huge mountain of like chocolates and sweets and stuff, packets of Quality Street and whatever. Think about how many calories are in a tub of Quality Street. And people will get a whole one of those and just eat it all, like as a family. You're looking it up, how many calories are in a I'm figuring it out, yeah. Quality street. We were having this discussion the other day, actually. Who was I with? Oh, with some friends, and we were saying, which is your favourite quality street? Uh, I was was trying to name them all with my girlfriend yesterday. My favourite one is probably 
I like the orange one. I like that one. What? You're the first person I've ever heard say that. The one with the orange flavoring in it. I like Mm, the... uh, Orange cream. (laughs) I like the stick. Is that that in there? Is that in in the other one? No, no, it's not roses. That's Quality Street. Is that roses? No, no, no. The stick is Quality Street. Okay. (laughs) I don't know roses, but Quality Street, there's the green triangle, I think, is really delicious. That's nice, yeah. Is that got like praline, praline? Yeah, yeah, that's it. In the middle, I was trying yeah. to name what it was the other day. And then I used to love the Toffee Penny when I was a child. I don't know why. That's clearly the worst one. <laughs> now, now, I would not pick the Toffee Penny. Yeah. It just sticks your mouth together. But as a child, that was the, the number one. And then the stick was number two. <laughs> yeah, the top, the, uh, what's even in that one? It's like caramel, isn't it? Mm, anything caramel, I think I liked. And then I hated the purple with the nut when I was like a child. I think they've made it better, though. You know, the big purple one? Which is mostly a nut. I've almost figured this out now, I think. What are you figuring out? I like to talk, talk about the next one. I'm still figuring out what's in there. All right, all right. So, mistake number three is <coughs> not coughing. It's feeling guilty for not eating healthy on Christmas Day. So, a lot of people kind of like we've, we've talked about Christmas dinners not unhealthy, and then you shouldn't have too many treats, but really, Christmas Day is one day out of the year and Ben's done the maths on this it's one day out of the year let's say you live 75 80 75 or 80 days in your entire life which is about 0.3 percent aka nothing of your entire life so Christmas day really is a day you should be enjoying but the reason a lot of people are not enjoying it I think or feeling guilty is probably because they've eaten really unhealthy for probably the whole month of December maybe even the month of November and then obviously the guilt creeps in and the shame creeps in and the the knowing that you're fucking your body up and making yourself unhealthy is creeped in but by that point look it's it's just one more day it's it's a day to be enjoyed at the end of the day i would say don't stress about it too much as ben said you can enjoy christmas dinner give away most of your treats but have a few i mean that's kind of the approach to, to everything in life is like balance stuff out now have you worked out on the calories in quality street yet yeah how many how many do you reckon? In the, the big octagon shaped The octagon box, the like plastic box. box thing, yeah. yeah. Plastic box. Three thousand. Oh, it's three thousand two hundred. Oh, I'm good it's at this. Close game. though. <laughs> <laughs> three thousand two hundred. I thought it was. So be yeah, that's more, probably like I did too, but then I thought, actually there's it's not full, is it? It's like half full. So it kinda makes sense to me. And there's 420 grams of sugar as well. In the, oh, in the that's time. a lot though. That is a lot. <laughs> that's like enough to get diabetes in a day. It Not is. Not quite, but like, what's it? I think you're supposed to have 25 grams a day. Yeah. So recommended. A lot. Almost 20 the, times as recommended. But the problem comes, if you imagine you have one of those big quality street tubs, then you have two other similar sized packets of chocolate that you've been bought for Christmas. You've then got like, 9,000 calories of chocolate sitting around and if you don't if you're greedy with it and you don't if it's not gone by boxing day or the day after that 9,000 calories will just slowly feed its way into your diet over the next month or so and whatever you try and do in January you've got to fight this temptation of having all the leftover Christmas chocolate calling you saying please eat me and you've conditioned your body to having that like I'm I've got this low energy I'll have this thing you'll feel better and you you build this bad habit of making yourself think you're feeling better just because it tastes mm. better, not because it actually gives you more energy. And then people get into the sugar craving, sugar habit. Especially when Whereas it's in it, your house. 
Because you go to work, you have a stressful day, you come back and you're greeted with like, oh, I've got three tubs of Quality Street left and a Toblerone and loads of biscuits and shortbread. <laughs> yeah, and if you're holding on all to that and you know they're your nemesis, we've talked about this before, but it's like saying, oh, let's have a paedophile around to stay in the house and tell them not to touch the kids. <laughs> Everyone would tell you you're an idiot, going, why are you having a paedophile around to stay and tell them not to touch the kids? And it's an extreme or example. Like, or someone trying to give up smoking and they've just got like, thousands of cigarettes in a big cupboard in their house or someone just trying to a... give up drinking and they just like work in a bar every day yeah giving free drinks <laughs> not gonna work so the same thing i think people like to think because because it's like chocolate's not got the same stigma as cigarettes or whatever or alcohol that it don't, you don't have to treat it the same way mm. that you should like oh i should be able to resist it's like yeah you should be able to resist drinking as an alcoholic you should be able to resist drugs as a drug addict but you can't and chocolate's mm. pretty addictive as far as like we see like it has some pretty bad consequences and we're like programmed as humans to want to eat chocolate because in a survival situation you want to go after the thing that has the most calories in it as a like if you're a caveman and you find loads of chocolates you're gonna be like i'm gonna keep that because it's got loads of calories in it will keep me alive for a long period of time so you're designed to go after chocolate so if you have it it's like or sugary it's things putting something in front of you that you can't resist it's very difficult to resist. You're always going to have to use willpower to resist it. I don't know anybody who can just, who just naturally doesn't want to eat sugary, sweet, tasty things. Everybody loves tasty food. Well, I don't know. I didn't if used to like sugar like as much food. when I was younger, but I don't know why. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> yeah. I used to leave my Easter eggs till next year, but I think I was some sort of freak. Like I've met one other person who doesn't like chocolate, like in my life, and I I actually like it now. So. Maybe it's just I never ate it. Who knows? Kids are weird though, aren't they? I think they have. I think your taste is quite strong. So don't feel guilty for eating on Christmas, but at the same time, don't uh, get rid of the food after Christmas. That's kind of the next tip, isn't it? Or biggest yeah. mistake is to like think, oh, if I have all this shortbread or whatever, all this nice stuff people have, all that alcohol, all of that. If you just keep it in the house, don't give it away don't make sure everyone else consumes it, then you're just going to be left with like a ticking time bomb. And most people are not feeling that good after Christmas anyway, so you don't really want to have that. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. What else would you say? What other mistakes do people make? Next one we've got is having the in-laws to stay. <laughs> well, I wrote this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like my... Uh, I don't really have in-laws, do I? But I've got girlfriend's parents. Uh... Yeah, nice. You haven't had them to stay in your house. <laughs> I've never had them Christmas. to stay. I've never experienced this. So I can't talk from experience on this one. I haven't either, to be fair. They wouldn't stay with us. But in a one-bed flat, that would be kind of awkward. <laughs> mm. But I know from coaching people and speaking to my one-on-one -on -one clients that that is one of the most stressful scenarios that happens is the in-laws coming to stay, them getting their nose in, like, involved in things that are not their business. They're not helping out when they should be helping out. Generally... My, the point of putting this up is, is I know it's a joke and like every for a few years at Christmas I used to get really drunk before going to my aunt and uncles because I thought that was a better way to deal with it because my dad hated seeing them as well and like I realised actually it's better to just be civil but um, <laughs> like a lot of people like, it's, it's kind of weird having a load of adults living in your house if you do have them around that are not usually there that get involved and I think a lot of people have this like we talked about this before a small capacity to deal with stress and then they lump all of this stuff on their plate, then it's not really a surprise that you're going to have to turn to drink or want to turn to drink or 
chocolate to make yourself feel better because you're stressed like crazy because you've got all these people staying that you don't usually stay that are not necessarily very reasonable. Like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, I definitely think my parents are becoming less reasonable and logical or just reasonable, I think, as they get older. <laughs> I think people tolerate less bullshit when they get older. They're less willing to be, like, patient with things. And, mm. like, I don't waste my time with this anymore. They just, they've, like, done it too many times. <laughs> yeah, previously like, they would have, like, been like, oh, we're going to try and do this for Christmas or make all this effort or whatever. Now they're like, nah. <laughs> we're going to do presents tomorrow. We can't be bothered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, anyway, with having the in-laws to stay... At some point, like I think, if it always ends up in a disaster, some people have just got to just say no. If it actually makes Christmas a worse experience, I don't know why you'd want these people there. But I guess it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you've got your partner probably wanting them and you're not or something. Yeah, Have them stay down the road. My parents have always just done like Christmas. Uh, last few years, it's just been Christmas like, it's either, well, it used to be Christmas at someone else's house. So they would go to someone else's house. Or every Christmas I've ever had, like, in my own parents' house has just been me, my sister, and my mum and dad. They just keep it small. They don't invite anybody at all. <laughs> it's just, like, a very chilled day. If you can find a balance, I think it's not so bad. Like, we go to our aunts, we do the going to someone else's thing, I guess, and we haven't had people to ours for a while. They've got the biggest house, I guess. But, mm. um, like, my mum will do the turkey. They will cook something else. Like, each person will bring something. I don't think it's that stressful anymore. Maybe also because we were older kids though. But um, balancing the workload, I think the thing that, I think my mum used to do this to a degree is just try and do everything. It becomes like this insane day of stress and then obviously you feel like shit. But it's still only one day, whereas I think some people have the in-laws to stay for like a week. And I think unless unless you love it and it doesn't make you binge or go crazy and drink loads, then, then I just think it's minimize it. Like to be fair, I think with my, we got quite off topic but with my parents having like for example my grandma's stay it doesn't really happen now because she's in the home but before it was like it used to be like two <coughs> weeks and then they were like it's way too stressful having them stay for two weeks she doesn't really even want to be here for two weeks so we'll do like four days or something and just cut that down to like a period where it's actually tolerable and you don't go mad with people mm. but again i don't know if we can talk from too much experience so let's move on what's what's the next uh, mistake you see a lot of people making over christmas the next one is going crazy with the food shopping. So I think if you if you decide between now and Christmas Day, you're going to go to the shops and you're going to pick up a huge amount of unhealthy treats, alcohol, all that kind of stuff, all the stuff you know is not going to be good for you, then you deserve to gain weight at Christmas, unfortunately. And you probably will. <laughs> it's just inevitable. So just make a better choice. Go to the food, do the food shopping, buy some treats, but buy like a buy a reasonable amount. If you buy yourself just a reasonable amount of stuff, not over the top, then you'll be fine. Just don't be greedy. If you get if you're going to be greedy, uh, you're going to end up overweight. That's it. Or getting like caught up in the competition of like, oh, Sue from Works bought 16 Christmas puddings, so I'm going to buy 20, and then my other friend said they got 50 short kept shortbread, so I'm going to buy 50, and then you all end up with too much too much junk I think it's important to like every time in life is to think about like what is the point of this really like what am I actually doing it's like wait mm. a sec Christmas is a time to like celebrate I think for me anyway celebrate with the family get together have a nice time enjoy a bit of nice food but it doesn't mean like 
stuff ourselves full. Like that's not that's not like you wouldn't have a bad Christmas if that hadn't happened. I don't think you come out of Christmas like, oh, I wish I had more shit. No one's ever come no. out of Christmas saying, I wish I ate more junk. No. Ever. They've only ever come out saying, why did we eat so much shit? Why did I drink so much? And regretting it. So yeah, probably worth considering that, like having a little longer term view and going, wait, what's really important? Probably like what we used to love doing is playing like family games and stuff. That was much more fun than like stuffing myself with cakes and biscuits. I mean, mm. my sister does love eating chocolate. I don't know about yours. I definitely think... My sister likes it. I don't know. It. I Sisters... love it on Christmas Day. For breakfast, my sister will be eating chocolate. <laughs> I'd probably... I'll have a bit of chocolate before breakfast. I'll probably eat a few chocolates. I'll probably have a, a chocolate orange, like half of a chocolate orange. Oh, yeah. A Christmas dinner. Classic. Then, like, two glasses of, like, champagne, maybe. Two or three glasses mm. of champagne. That's it. I'm done. There's nothing else yeah, I really want. I've, I've I'll have a Christmas dinner, balance. actually, later on. I'll have a Christmas dinner leftovers after I have my first Christmas dinner. A lot of people won't even eat dinner after Christmas dinner, which is fine if they don't want to. So, like you said, you're not really going to get fat on real food. It's people getting no. fat on everything else. So, yeah, that's that definitely, I think that's something to consider this next week. You don't need to go and buy insane amount of food. And the shopping sucks anyway. <laughs> like, the shops are rammed anyway. Everyone's panic buying everything as if it's like the last time you can ever buy food and we're all going to have to survive like a, a, a zombie apocalypse. It's one day. No one's going to, no one's going to think, I don't, I've never thought back to, I can't remember what I ate last, like specifically last Christmas, definitely not five years or 10 years ago. I can't remember how much treats I had or anything. I'm trying to think what's, what's the most memorable things I remember from Christmas. That, it mostly merges into the same thing. And like only when things go wrong, <laughs> when people get too drunk and things I can remember. Like, do you have anything, any Christmases you remember? I remember going on my Christmas morning bike rides more than anything else. And I remember just Christmas dinner. That's my favorite part, eating Christmas dinner. Mm. Um, I remember like yeah. talking to my grandparents and stuff like that, having them to stay. They remember any specifics about the treat foods or how much like the drinks were like none of that's that important really i think the whole culture of christmas is flawed because ever a lot of people build it up as this huge event like oh it's christmas it's a massive deal the problem with that is because obviously we do a lot of goal setting and stuff as part of our job mm. it kind of cements your goal as christmas for like a week like a month and a half so people have like the goal becomes their focus becomes christmas and working towards christmas now for the that next one day months. And the thing with goals is your goal like dictates what you do. So if my goal was I'm going to run a half marathon, it dictates that my actions then will be I'm going to go out on runs. Whereas, whereas Christmas requires you to stock up on unhealthy food. That's pretty much it. That's like the and buy and spend money on things. So and it's, you it's, end up I like, think it's okay to have that one goal. But if that's, that's the right. only goal you have, then that's very flawed. I think people, because they don't have any other goals, obviously with all our clients, we tell we get them to set goals in all areas of their life, but someone who doesn't really have that good, very solid goals or clear, isn't clear about where they want to go with their life, they end up, Christmas becomes like a goal that they gravitate towards. It's like, this is the only thing I've got going on now. So the thing, this is where people decide, I now can't exercise or eat healthy until Christmas is over because it's like, my whole life is riding on Christmas day. <laughs> it becomes and like I've got a to make it the best ever towards. as well. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 strange so you need to if, have... if it's the only thing you've got for that period of your life is it, yeah then that's all you're going to achieve isn't it 
I would say if like that's you, that. make your life more exciting because you're just going to get stuck. You'll do Christmas, then you'll look towards the next thing, whatever that is, and you'll just keep working between like summer holidays. <laughs> yeah, wedding, whatever. Yeah. And it's got to be like, I think you've got to remember what, it's got to be a goal that fulfills you and makes you feel good. Like, I know some people do feel good feeding people or like um, looking after people. But you've got to be, a, it's a goal that's got to make you feel good in yourself, about yourself. And I think we talked about, you were saying earlier, we we're going, how many Christmases do you have? Well, obviously, as many years as you live, basically. Mm. You're like, oh, actually, seven, because Ben was saying, oh, um, I, like Christmas is only, there's only 75 Christmases. You, you don't need to, you, you can eat what you want. Like it's only, but then you were like, hang on a sec. That's actually quite a lot of, <laughs> quite a lot of them. So you have a lot of Christmases. <laughs> they're all pretty much the same. I mean, when your kids are young, I'm sure they are pretty amazing growing up, but like there was a lot of them and they're all pretty similar. So if you don't have any other goal other than just that Christmas thing, and it doesn't even make you feel that great afterwards, as you said, then you've got you've got to think, is there not something more I can base my life around? Because a lot of people feel shit in themselves because they're not actually achieving stuff and achieving new stuff. Like I know if I, I'm sure you've done this as well, I've kind of set goals that are goals I've already achieved. And I kind of think I'll do that one again. And it's, it's not really that fulfilling because I've already done much. it. It doesn't motivate you, doesn't make you feel good. You don't get this feeling of pride or fulfillment again in the same way. Especially if it's really like making up for like you've done something, you've gone backwards, and then you have to make it up again. That's like the least fulfilling goal. It's yeah. so difficult to get motivated to do that. It is. And so if you if every year, like Ben said, you're like the last three months are dedicated to Christmas, and maybe you've already done this, so don't beat yourself up about it. But if every year that is the case, it might be worth thinking, actually, could I have achieved something? Because if you waste three months of every year for, let's say, 70 years, that's a lot of years. Can you do the maths on that? Yeah. Hang on. Oh yeah. It's just How many years are you wasting? So let's say seventy-five. Years. Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like the length of a childhood, completely wasted because you just gave up towards Christmas and didn't achieve anything in that time. That's a pretty good way of looking at it. You can waste seventeen years of your life, which you could have achieved something in. That's like that's enough to to do a lot. Even if it's only a month. Yeah, it's, that's still, it's still six years if you take like December off every year six years of your life you're just eating shit and not working out so in, and not achieving stuff you, you deserve to to not have the body you want unfortunately go change the way you change the way you're behaving yeah I think that's a good point like I don't think anyone's going to be that receptive to saying they deserve it but ultimately like you're responsible for it I think that's a better way of putting it but I guess you do deserve. You get what you you get what you yep. put in, don't you, or what you don't put in. Mm -hmm. So you're responsible for it, and if you if that's you, then it might be worth changing it. And like that's what we help people do. Like it's we've had lots of clients over the years messages after Christmas saying this is the first year I have not gained weight, or this is the first year I've enjoyed Christmas and not felt guilty, or whatever it may be. So it's possible. Like we've seen the possibilities, and these people feel way better than they used to. And like, it may be a bit late to start something this week, but thinking forward and thinking about, I mean, it's never too late to make something better than it could be. Like you were saying, Ben, get rid of the children after Christmas day. Yeah, you've still got a while. 
even when this comes out a bit closer to Christmas, like it's worth doing the best you can and thinking about New Year, what is this goal you're going to set for you? Because Christmas is going to be done in no time. And then most people are left, like this is another important thing with goals. Most people are left floating, aren't they? Like, I don't know how you feel. The minute I've, like if I've achieved a goal and I don't start thinking about the next one, it's good to celebrate it and have a good time. But then it's like, if I don't set something meaningful, then I, I just start like going backwards again or not, or kind of feeling a bit shit and lost and aimless. Mm. I guess that's how most people feel after Christmas. Definitely, yeah. So, back to our mistakes. What's what's another mistake a lot of people make, do you think? The next one is trying to do too much. So if you're the person that's on Christmas Day going to be rushing around doing absolutely everything and stressing yourself out, then you're probably going to end up drinking too much and eating loads of junk. And then wake up tomorrow feeling completely exhausted after having done everything on Christmas Day, which will then lead to more unhealthy habits, uh, which is fine if that's what you want. But I would recommend, always, I'd always recommend, in fact, not even just Christmas, just protecting your energy levels is very, very important. Just thinking about, because if, if you're never in your like peak state, you're never going to be able to, you're never going to be able to do any of this stuff. You're never going to get in, in shape if you're always stressed out of your mind. This is one of the big things that we focus on. Yeah, you're always going to be like slowly sliding downhill if you're always tired, if you've always got no energy. You're always just clinging on and like trying to like, what's the word? Trying to like save a situation. Rather than doing anything proactive, you're just being reactive. And this is how most people do live their lives. And you're just going to, funnily enough, people end up in this steady decline of like confidence going down and down and down and down as they're trying to hold on and cling on to life and weight going up and up and up so health going down and down and down and down so it's 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 hard to change that though isn't it like it's, it's likely that if they're going to do too much on christmas day this is not a one-off thing is it it's probably a habit it's probably a mindset um that's ingrained so how do you how would you recommend someone starts to, to change that because because it's all well and good us saying oh just do less but they're not going to do less i would um Decide what you're willing to do and decide what other people are going to do before Christmas Day and make everybody clear, like just like you would do at work. Usually people are very good at work. They're good at delegating. They're good at... Um, some people are not good at kind of over, overwhelming themselves with too much work. They're good at kind of prioritizing and deciding, I'm going to do these tasks. I can fit these in. I'm going to ask these people to do these things, especially if you're a manager or something. So you've just got to kind of be the same around your house and be like, you know, maybe it would help me if... Uh... I always used to get roped into doing stuff. Like I would be in charge of like laying the table and putting the Christmas food out on the table and putting the wrapping paper away. You know, I just get little jobs given to me, which is which is fine. Um, and so yeah, all, just trying all to the most everything. successful kids. I've listened to like, I've been listening to loads of different podcasts over the years, but I was watching, you know, Froning, the documentary. Love that yeah. one. <laughs> he's a, he's the top cross one top CrossFit guy from a few years ago. The guy, fittest man on earth was the title, but. He always talked about in the film how his parents got was constantly got him to do chores, picking up all the apples in the yard, um, picking bricks up and stacking them up, whatever it is. Like almost all these like super successful, hardworking people have been made to do that stuff. They've not been given an easy ride. So by giving like feeling guilty about giving your kids an easy ride is often then going to just make them really struggle to work hard later in life. Like that's pretty consistent. So like look, Ben's hardworking. 
and relatively hardworking. Like, it's not it's not a coincidence. It's because we were, we were made to do shit growing up. Like, I, yeah, be like, you're gonna load the dishwasher now. You're gonna make this starter. I think you were particularly uh, like I was probably had an easier ride than you. <laughs> I know Ben often got roped into a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I got. It's, to, I it's to not do a bad thing. My sister never got to do anything as well. She got to just not do any chores around the house. I'm, I, got, I used to get paid for it. That was another good thing. If I did like mm. clean the whole house, hoovered everything, I'd get paid. And if I did the, um, what's the other thing? The lawn, like mowing the, the lawn and stuff. Christmas is probably mm. this is probably a, a problem with Christmas because if if all your kids think, oh don't if if you've got kids listening now, turn this off. <laughs> listen to this next we've part. already sworn a lot <laughs> but if you if you if your kids think that all the all of their presents are coming from uh a santa santa claus then they <laughs> they might not be very grateful to their parents and they might not be willing to help out during christmas but like, well you didn't mm. get me any presents did you <laughs> it's a floor of i still got a, santa, a written letter from santa until the age of 18 <laughs> mm. even though obviously i knew that wasn't the case <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think I ever told my mum when I found out Santa wasn't real, because my neighbour told me when I was like nine or something. <laughs> yeah. I think I didn't want to admit it as well because I'd made up a story that I'd seen Santa at my grandma's house, mm. but there was no Santa. I don't really know why. <laughs> Kids are weird. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Another biggest mistake. We're on to number seven. What's number seven? I think uh, not exercising on Boxing Day or Christmas Day. There's no better time to get started with exercise for the new year. In fact, just do it today. That would be my recommendation. Go and do some squats. When you finish this podcast, just do something. If you get yourself into a habit of exercising, even if it's just a little bit from now, then when you finish Christmas, when it's all over and done with, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've already been practicing with my exercise, so I'll be fine. But I'll do something on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. Because if you exercise... I find if I treat my body well and I exercise and I actually take care of myself, then I want to put good food in my body because I'm like, I I care about this body. I've put effort into working it out today. Therefore, I'm going to not fill it with crap. So if you eat exercise, your mindset will be better. You'll probably eat better. You'll feel better. You'll have more energy. Exercise is key. If you're not willing to exercise, you're always going to, you're always going to struggle, unfortunately. Yeah, all those dodgy the, the diets that don't work basically <laughs> slimming world and weight watches where people yo-yo because they're not building habits and they're not doing things like exercise which are reinforcing to you your body body is valuable you might be overweight at the moment but that's like that's temporary you don't have to be that's not you as a person you're not you're you're you've got fat but you're not fat like you're not stuck fat as a fat person and a lot of people struggle with that don't they they like lose weight and then they they still think they're they're that overweight person because they view themselves as that. But it comes mm. as a direct result of how you treat yourself. And if you exercise, like <coughs> I was saying, it's constantly reminding your body and you, I'm worth it. I'm valuable. My body's mm. valuable. It needs to be looked after and nourished. And then you go, oh yeah, okay, maybe I'll say no to that glass of wine. And I actually think I want to start like I don't. I'll admit on here, I don't usually exercise Christmas Day. We usually do Boxing Day hockey in my village. It's like a tradition on. It's kind of a dangerous, violent tradition <laughs> on the Sunday. Don't know if I'll be playing this year with my knee injury. We'll see. I'm, I, I dread to think that I might end up in goal, and that's like the worst possible position because you don't have any goalkeeper kit. <laughs> and it's still a hard hockey ball. But um, we don't... Yeah, p- kids used to get hit in the head 
my neighbor got hospitalized it used to be quite violent it's a bit more chilled now but um i think christmas day is a good idea because like we don't usually get started christmas day until quite late and i know with young kids it's completely different but for us we don't usually get started until 11 or something and that's ages before to do something and i there's not one day where i exercise and like i feel worse like unless i'm really 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 ill or something like that usually i'd exercise and then i'm have a much better day like without fail mm. so why not do it on christmas day as well or why not make christmas day your first day or why not make today like you said all right on to the next one i think uh, this one we kind of already covered that one is this oh no no, no this was slightly different this was about presents wasn't it yeah i don't do really know about this one though it's trying to be a perfectionist with christmas shopping what does that mean rob okay i'll try and explain myself because i clearly wrote this one um ah no, no no i remember we were discussing it so do you remember we we're talking about people trying to like go to loads of different shops and travel miles to get yeah, something for someone it, yeah. which is nice like but christmas tends to become a time where especially women like men tend to be a bit a lot worse at this i will say going by my dad and a lot of other dads women will put a lot of effort into buying christmas presents won't they they'll be like in my experience i know that's a generalization but they'll try and and like i am one for for coming up with clever or good present ideas i mean ben got me some really good presents for my birthday this year um and i did really appreciate that but it didn't i don't think like you had to completely ruin yourself to get to do that you you probably got them off Amazon. Took me 10 minutes. <laughs> I got yours on the internet, but I got something you really wanted, but I got it on the internet. So I think there's a lot of guilt people get from like, oh, I did all my Christmas shopping on Amazon. Not everyone, but I think at the end of the day, like you've got to, you've got to take some stress out. So you don't have to go into London to do your Christmas shopping or into the big cities and like travel. It's, the, it's a massive time drain. Like I, I personally hate shopping as well. So <laughs> that doesn't I think... help. I think people overestimate the amount people care about them as well, to a degree. As in, if you think about, think about, if you could try and remember ten presents you got last Christmas, I don't think anybody could do that. I cannot, I can't remember like, I can't remember one. What did I get last Christmas? I got a chocolate orange. I know that. Only because <laughs> I get a chocolate orange every year. That's like socks. a pound. I got socks, boxes. I appreciate those socks and boxes. Here's the things I really remember: the chocolate orange, the socks, and the boxes. What else did I get? No idea. I cannot remember if it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, the Christmas before that. They all just blur into one. And I don't remember what I got from which person or any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm, it's very I'm actually really struggling now. I feel quite bad about it. What I remember about Christmas is really like, you know, like you said, the memories, the time you spend with the people, like any funny things that happened between you and certain family members. It's all that kind of stuff. It's not what presents you got from people. So when you're... Worrying, when you're doing Christmas shopping and you're thinking about I guess to be honest though if you got someone an especially bad present they might remember that yeah but <laughs> as, long as, you get, as long as you get people something good I think for kids it's a lot more important I'd say probably kids you probably want to put the effort into I getting. do remember my presents from as a kid same yeah. it's strange how materialistic you are as a child it's weird yes, it? you're horrible <laughs> <laughs> so yeah here's, here's the modified advice then if you've got children Put all the effort into getting those children's presents. Everybody else, get them whatever. Amazon, just click a couple of things on Amazon, get it delivered to your door, done. I can definitely say how not to do it because my mum definitely used to do it the stressful way, which is <laughs> Christmas Eve, we'd, me and my sister and my mum would be out trying to find presents for people. 
So I think one really good way you've done it, and especially if you've got more grown up kids uh, that your family said in like, we tend to just do lists now as well. Like I'm gonna have to ask my parents because I don't know what the hell they need anymore. Like, especially when people can buy stuff for themselves. Like it's like, I'll try and think of clever presents and some years I'll come up with them, but most of the time it's, like, <coughs> it's a lot less stressful to just say, what do you actually want that you won't buy yourself? Like you said, so just ask people what they want. <laughs> That's my top tip. And then mm. get them the thing that they want. As long as it's not unrealistic or unreasonable. What was your favorite side note? Christmas present as a child, or top three if you can remember three. Uh, PlayStation oh, yeah, is one of them. One. PlayStation Two, so games consoles were a big feature. <laughs> in fact, PS One, PS Two, uh, PS Three, Xbox. Oh, I got an Xbox one year. That was good. I got the Three Sixty. I got an iPhone one year. That was a big one. I got an iPhone two years ago. I'm still I'm like 27. I got an iPhone. <laughs> It's yeah, electronic good. gadgets. Men love electronic gadgets. I don't know what women or girls like for Christmas. Yeah, my, I mean, I, I just a lot of my people. clothes are for Christmas as well. My Lululemon yeah. uh, training shorts, one of the best presents <laughs> ever. I love them. Um, I think most of mine were, like were Kinects and like Lego as a child. They were amazing. Mm. Yeah, they were uh, good. Got like a massive like roller coaster or something and connects. I like, like building stuff. If I didn't have something to build, I'd be really bored on Christmas Day. I feel like I had ADHD before ADHD was not major, <laughs> not proper ADHD, just Probably like mild, but like <laughs> like mild, mild ADHD. But I needed something, otherwise I think I'd be a pain in the ass. Definitely, it was like as a child, stuff to build, or like you said, computer games, which is kind of sad, but there you go. That's what it is. And a Playmobil crane. There's a video somewhere of me opening that and saying bloody hell when I'm like three. And then my parents getting really embarrassed and arguing about who taught me that. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Oh, this is a good one. Number nine. What's number nine? Um, oh, yeah. Letting Christmas and New Year kind of merge into one as one huge week-long binge that you just carry on. So you're like, I'm off work now. I'm in the house. It's Christmas time. And you just sort of sit in front of the TV for like an entire week, just eating eating all those leftovers that you haven't got rid of because you've been greedy, bought too much and not shared it with anybody. And you just eat all of it yourself. You consume like 20,000 calories, 30,000 calories between Christmas and New Year. You gain a stone and you just complain about it and you're stuck and you're having to figure it out and change it. So what I would say is Christmas really, Christmas is one day, Christmas day, Boxing Day. Enjoy those days. They're both fine. Enjoy New Year's Eve. That's three days now. Just, that's it. Have those three days. Enjoy them. Don't go completely overboard, but allow yourself to enjoy them. And then all the days in between, they're just days. They're just normal days. Yeah, I tend to just get back into my routine. I know it's kind of boring, but I'll take a bit more of like, I won't take a, I won't have a serious work structure, but exercise, get back into that eat properly you feel way better yeah i like to review my year and then new year's one night new year's the most everyone knows this the most overrated night of the entire year <laughs> i think anyway that's my opinion i don't think i even stayed up to midnight last year <laughs> where did you go did you go do anything can't remember. i don't know where was i no can't remember can't have been that memorable. Maybe if I was at someone's house and it was like they hosted a party, I apologise. 
if I just said <laughs> that your New Year's was not very memorable. <laughs> but I can't remember what it was at all. But here's the thing, like, and this is probably a weird time of year to say this, but it's probably quite an important time of year to say this, like, success in anything in life just comes from consistency, basically, doesn't it? Just doing simple things often, like do a workout, do a workout, do a workout, eat healthy, eat healthy. It's never, there's never a crazy fix. It's all about doing something consistent, consistently, and it has to kind of become part of your life. And I think a lot of people like to think there's like these finish lines, like when you do a half marathon, there's the end, and then you've done the half marathon, and then you don't have to do running training anymore, maybe. But life doesn't really work like that, especially not fitness. There is no, this is like the worst, the most horrible thing to hear, but also it's the only solution. There is no end. Christmas is not a finish line. Winter is not a finish line. January is not a start line. There's no start line or finish line, unfortunately. Like your body needs to be taken care of, regardless of your opinion about it, all the time. And if you don't, you pay the price. It's like, it's like needing to earn money to live. It's, it's, it's the same thing, but I think a lot of people like to think of it as something different. Or like, let's say you want to get a degree, but it's like, it doesn't end. It's just, it keeps going. Same, like we run a business, it's the same thing. There isn't, there's no finish lines, unfortunately. I think I used to live my life, like I remember doing that meditation course two years ago mm-hmm. and saying like, oh, the, what do you ultimately want? And I said, I wanted to be successful. And now, now I'd have a completely different answer and I'm actually gonna do it again next year because I realized, well, Maybe it's the way you view success, but I thought there was like this finish line. It's like, oh, I'm successful. Just like I think a lot of people would probably say, I want to be in shape, but really it's got to be, you want to be the person that feels good and that's happy and healthy. And that's not really, there's no finish line for that because the minute you stop doing it, you go back to the old person. So Christmas to New Year becoming a huge binge is just another example of how that, that never is going to work. If you're an in-shape person, you wouldn't do that. If you want to become an in-shape person, you can't keep doing that. So maybe this year could be the first year you actually do some stuff between it. Okay, I went on a rant. <laughs> What's number ten? It's like if you uh, if you have a dog. When people have a dog, they'll exercise their dog all the time. They'll take their dog on loads of walks to get their dog exercise. But they'll treat themselves worse than they'll treat their dog. People are more consistent with like looking after their dog feeding it a good diet, you know, buying buying the expensive dog food, uh, taking him out on walks, going to like regular trips to the vets and like giving him medication, all of the things that your dog needs. They're better at that than actually taking care of themselves. So like you were saying, it's all about consistency. You gotta see yourself. Strange analogy I've created here, but you gotta see yourself <laughs> like you'd see a dog almost. Or just think about what advice would you give to yourself? If you saw like a friend or, you know, a child or one of your parents or somebody you care about, your partner, and you see them, you notice them that they've stopped exercising, they've started just eating loads of junk food and sitting on the sofa all the time. What advice would you give them? You'd say to them, you know, you, you probably should start taking care of yourself. Let's say they start smoking. You'd say, stop smoking, stop drinking every day, stop eating unhealthy food and takeaways every night. Get some exercise, it'll be good for you, it'll make you feel good. So it's just about kind of taking, learning to take your own advice and be like, and just consistently doing it, just taking care of yourself. And, not and that comes down stopping. to seeing yourself as is worthy of that care doesn't it yeah which is a hard change but that's a ch- one of the type of, type of changes we try and make with our clients inside of our programs is is seeing yourself differently so you treat yourself differently because i think most people treat themselves away because like we we read the 
their intake forms for, for F3 and things like that for our F3 program. And people say things like you can tell they basically think they, they, they hate their body and therefore they're obviously not going to treat it right because they've got to this point where they're like, this is a train wreck and I'm going to give up. I've given up on it basically. And I can understand like even with just getting injured, I could sometimes feel like, oh, this because I've got had quite a few injuries and so is Ben. Like, I think anyone does. You can get that point when you're injured, you're like, what is the point? Like, it's, it's just this body's not working anymore. It just keeps getting injured or whatever it may be. Or if you're overweight, what's the what's the point? Like, my body just can't be in shape. Or it's like, I've gone too far. But the reality is, like, it's always worth doing and you can always achieve a lot. It's just it's just about starting and believing in yourself. And that's, that's something that's hard to teach on a podcast, but we can teach on a program over a longer period of time. Mm. And some of that comes down to just doing the work, doesn't it? And starting to see results and starting to go, I believe in myself now a bit more because I've done some work. Yeah. Okay. What would you say is number 10? Last big mistake people make over Christmas period. Uh, joining a diet that hasn't produced long-term results. Did you mean joining a diet in the in the new year kind of thing? Would yeah, guess. so I think a lot of people think about joining a diet after Christmas. Like we know because we tend to get a lot of signups and we will be opening our doors again just after Christmas because that's when I think everyone doesn't feel the best. So that's what I mean. So what would you mm. say about that? Um if you want different results in life, you've got to do something different would be my, the, the key thing you've got to remember. Um, if you've, if you've been the type of person who has experienced numerous different diet plans and slimming clubs and workout DVDs and all this kind of stuff, you've done these things before, maybe they worked a bit, maybe you just lost a bit of weight, maybe you then put the weight back on again, or they just stopped working. For example, you lost motivation. Um, you stop doing them. Ultimately, the programs let you down. A good program will set you up so that you can just continue to see progress and you can overcome your problems. So you can overcome the problem you have with your weight and with being consistent with exercise and with nutrition. But if, a, if you've done something before that hasn't allowed you to completely overcome that problem, it's probably not because you're a failure. It's not because you're useless and you just can't do it and you can't stick to it where other people can. It's just that it's, it hasn't been exactly what you needed. So I would say... Figure out what it is that you do need. Think about, number one question I like to ask people is what's currently stopping you from having the body you want? And that might be willpower, it might be motivation, it might be a lack of time, it might be that you don't know what approach to take. It could be any of these things. It could be you have an injury or you're ill or something. Then think about what can you do to overcome that thing? So if your problem is you haven't got enough time, you can either try and sort your own time management out or find someone who says, I can help you with your time management, work with them, and then uh, sort that out. If it's lack of motivation, find something that's going to help you boost your motivation. If you have no willpower, find something that's going to help you boost your willpower. But the simplest way to overcome this problem is literally think about why are you not, why do you not have the body you want now? Why haven't you already got the results? What's in the way of it? And then how can you solve it? Then just find something that solves that problem. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> So there you go. There's 10 biggest mistakes people make over Christmas. Obviously, we're people that will solve a lot of those problems. We try and solve all of them in one go with our F3 Fast Track. And I don't know what time this is going to be out, but on Christmas Day, hopefully, we'll be launching our new... Is it the F3 movie or Trinity movie? I'm not sure what the name is yet. I think we should call it the Trinity movie, I reckon. It's all about Trinity. So the, 
it's a it's I don't know the full time yet about 45 minutes maybe an hour documentary about Trinity about our members what they've achieved about what what we do differently and about how you can implement that in your life so if you're interested in that make sure you keep an eye on our email list if you run our emails or our social media or I don't know how else we'll announce it <laughs> keep an eye on all the all the communications from us because we will be launching that and there'll be kind of I guess it's like our or how would you phrase it it's it's a it's a it's another it's the next generation of our F3 program will be coming out as part of that movie so if you want to be part of that there will be limited spaces so I definitely keep an eye out watch the movie over Christmas it's pretty watchable we're trying to make it like a Netflix documentary style thing so so you can watch it you can even watch it with the family there's not loads of swearing like on our podcast I don't think <laughs> so um, you can watch it with the family learn a bit about it get inspired and then make that change after Christmas if not before So that almost brings us to the end of today's Trinity podcast. But before you go, we have some important information for you. Number one, if you're currently not subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher to the Trinity podcast, click that subscribe button and get yourself subscribed so you're first to hear when new episodes go live. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending them your way. And number three, last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, first of all, do the things we talk about here. And secondly, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, we ask you simply to share this show with one person you think it could help today. It's only fair. This is Rob Burkhead, and this has been the Trinity Podcast. We'll see you on the next one.